trying to be affable. I know. But, um, right, well, before, before we get to whatever the fuck we're going to talk about, um, I will, I will, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but, uh, I'll take the reins here and I will dedicate episode 92 in the memory of Titus. Don't make me cry. You're going to make me cry. I don't want to make you cry. He's right there in that box right there. I know. I saw. He's I like, saw your pictures. I didn't take him out. He's, uh, it's weird. He, he's in a, it looks like a, a bakery box that he's in right now. But it doesn't have the red and white string around it. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I had to remove it so I could look at it. Right. But, uh, but he was your bulldog. He was my bulldog. How long did you have him for? Uh, since he was eight weeks old. And so, and uh, what's today, the 22nd? Yeah. The 28th would have been his 13th birthday. Wow. So. All right. Yeah, he was I'm with sorry, him, dude. Thick and thin, the whole nine yards. Of course. So. If, if, if Titus can talk. Oh, yeah, no. He, he did talk sometimes when nobody else was around. And, yeah. Yeah, basically. We used to argue constantly. Of course. <laughs> well, you lived with somebody long enough, you know, you start arguing. Exactly, exactly. So, now, I don't mean, you know, I just felt like, because I, I obviously were friends and we, I follow you on this, that, and the other thing. So, I saw exactly what happened, so I figured. Thank you, I appreciate it. it was definitely, uh, it's been a tough few weeks, but, you know, a couple of weeks, but, you know, it is what it is. It's not like you don't know what's going to happen when you get a dog, you know? Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's like... I just I just heard someone. Where the fuck did I hear it from? I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember. I listen to podcasts all the time. But somebody had said they heard somebody quoting. It's like the consequence. I think I heard it on the, the Post America podcast with Richie from Wisdom and Chains and Mad Joe Black. They were quoting somebody saying that the consequence of love. Is heartbreak right? It's like you know going into anything that one day the day is going to come where you're going to be fucking crushed. Which, as a side note, when Titus died, right. I can't tell you how many people sent me the video for Buddy from Wisdom and Chains. Like, <laughs> Are you motherfuckers trying to get me to jump off the Driscoll Bridge? What are you doing? Right, I know. It's- I know the song. Like, if I. I purposely want to avoid that right right now. How about how about the agnostic front song, Paulie the beer drinking dog? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little more like you know. He did drink a lot of beer though. He, when he was younger, he was, uh, <laughs> if I had a beer on the table, I don't drink much anymore. But right. if I had a beer on the you know on the uh, coffee table or something, if I looked away, he'd knock it over with his big giant head and start licking it up off the thing. So if 
Friday, I just started pouring a little bit in his dish. All right. So he'd leave me the fuck alone. And, and that's what he did. That's what he did. So There you go. Yeah, but that's definitely true, especially with a pet, because you know, you, you know, yeah. you know, chances are you're going to outlive them. So it's, it's you know, you kind of go with, but when you're in it and you have them, you don't really, you don't think about it. You don't think shit. about it. You right. try not to. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's a, now, I'm, now I'm fucking depressed. Thanks. Thank I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks, James. Hey, hey, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me to fucking bring the mood down. So what's uh, what's the story? Is Ferrari your, your real last name? Yeah. It's amazing. It sounds like a made up name. It sounds like you're a guy on the strip in Vegas. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, and <laughs> tonight, come see Jimmy Ferrari. Uh, no, people have said that to throughout my whole life. Enjoy a seven ninety nine prime rib. <laughs> yeah. Come see Jimmy Ferrari. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But like but like my my birth name obviously is not Jimmy, it's James. But right. like James Ferrari just doesn't. That's a whole. That's a whole it, different. It thing. doesn't even sound the same at all. It's like a different a whole thing. You <laughs> no, know. Once it, once once you put the Y on the you put the Jimmy yeah. and the Ferrari, you get the E already in there. Jimmy Ferrari from Brooklyn. Jimmy Ferrari from Brooklyn. Exactly. Well, your Brooklyn accent, and my Staten Island accent. This is like that scene in uh, Annie Hall when he's standing outside the movie. Theater, <laughs> yes. And the guy's like, hey, I'll be singing. That's, that's what we sound like right now. <laughs> Yes, Ferrari is my last name, but it's weird though because people like I don't know if they're calling my name somewhere or whatever, or like even like when I was in school, you know, James Ferrara, Ferraro. It's like nah, it's, it's really no, it's not. A t- it's really an I at the end, and it's spelled just like the car. And I've heard everything. Hey, Jimmy Lamborghini, I heard every fucking thing. You should probably fulfill your destiny. Open a Ferrari dealership is what you should do. You think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, with all, with all the fucking money I make hand over fist working in an elementary school for the city. Listen, my son's about to turn 21. No more child support after that. I'll just have loads of cash probably. Yeah, you want to wait? You want to go into a Ferrari dealership? Ferrari dealership will 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 make a mint. We'll make, we'll make a mint. It'll be mint. It'll be mint making a mint. <laughs> it'll be like Carter Ferrari fucking... Carter Ferrari. Carter Ferrari. Carter Ferrari Ferrari is what it'll be. There you go. There you go. Come on in for your fucking mint ride. Come on, we got something. There's something there. We just gotta like hone it like a comedian. We're just working on stuff. We gotta like carve it up and... We gotta get a schmuck with money to back it. That's what we got. Yeah, do. we need some some <laughs> fucking dildo out there. We'll be like, oh yeah, and yeah, a schmuck with money. So so did you like living back in Jersey? Um, are you glad to be back in Brooklyn? You, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. So like I... I've been all over the fucking place. And when I was in the service, yeah. I was all over the place. I mean, I went from fucking New Texas to New Mexico to Alaska, back home to... I've lived in all different areas of Brooklyn, from Bensonhurst, Canarsie, Sheepshead Bay, Bay Ridge. I've moved to Jersey. I lived in North Carolina. I lived in Miami. But I always, no matter what, come back to fucking Brooklyn. Yeah, Staten Island's a lot like that too. You you you, you always end up back there. Mm-hmm. After my first divorce, I moved into Brooklyn with my friend Tommy, uh, who lived in uh, my friend Tommy Calamara. Uh, he, he Tommy Calamad. Tommy Calamad, and he <laughs> he, uh, 
he lived in Park Slope. He was getting divorced at the same time, so he had this pad. So I went to his house. It was like the odd couple. I showed up there with my two bags. Uh huh. Pretty sure it was raining out. Did you have a frying pan? I didn't have a frying pan. No, I did not. I, I left. Were you the Oscar or the Felix? I was most definitely the Oscar. Okay, because I'm here. I'm here, and it's, it's not sloppy. No, no, that was a while. You're, not, you're definitely not a mess. I didn't have my shit together back then. Yeah, well, so yeah, was, we all go through that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I lived in Brooklyn for a little while after that, but ended up back in Staten Island, stayed in Staten Island for years and years, and then uh, after my next divorce, I was like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here, I'm going to Jersey. Right. So, I ended up here in beautiful Keyport, New Jersey. There you go. Which is really convenient because after we're done here, I'm going to pick up my daughter, and she's literally like yeah. six minutes away from here. But, you know, to the point you can't escape, I, I started about... Uh, a year ago, I started dating a girl from Staten Island. So, right, I'm there back in go. Staten Island all the friggin' time. Give her a shout out. Uh, my 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 baby doll Beth Bats, there you uh, go. owner and tattoo artist at Inkwell uh, Body Art in Great Kills, Staten Island. There you go. And well, there's a reason why I wanted you to give her a shout out. Not only because she is your better half, but also because Nikki, my better half, has been. I think they're friends on Facebook, and I think they, they might follow each other on the Instagram, and Nikki wants to get and will eventually be getting a tattoo Oh, cool! from Beth Bats. Yeah, she just did my um, she just did my memorial piece for my dog. And yeah. Yeah, he's uh, got his paw print, and I didn't realize how big his paw was. Yes. Until you, I knew it was bad until you see it, like in a stamp, and then it's on your arm, and it takes up half your forearm. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah he has a hoof. He does. He he definitely he definitely does. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's been you know. So you, you never really escape, I guess, from where you come from. No, you really don't. And uh, you can definitely take the uh, the boy uh, uh, Brooklyn or Staten Island or yeah. whatever, but you can't take the yeah. Staten Island and Brooklyn out of them. Yeah. So, and people say, oh, you know, but like, listen, the neighborhood where I grew up and where I live now, as opposed to. Brooklyn when I was a kid it's a different neighborhood it's completely different but there's just something about it's it's still Brooklyn yeah you know what I mean the demographic is completely different I mean every obviously especially from, Brooklyn oh bro it's fucking it's completely different you know as far as people wise but the city it's you know but will I die in Brooklyn I'll probably die within the fucking five boroughs yeah you know or the surrounding area I'm not going too far Staten, yeah, Staten Island is uh, Staten Island basically got more crowded. The uh, you know there's still a ton of Gavones in Staten Island, and uh, you know of all ethnicities, by the way. It's oh, like, sure. You, you go to you go to Staten, you go to Staten Island. There's something you know. There's got you have all kinds of Gavones, and uh, like the neighborhood I grew up in, my mother and grandmother still live there. It hasn't really changed all that much, right? Um, you know, the houses got bigger and uglier somehow, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, but crowded. You yeah. got you got to drive to Staten Island, through Staten Island to get your daughter every week, right? So yeah, oh, you it's know, a shit that show. It's it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's so when, so I work in Jersey. So once I moved out here, it was like my commute was like went by a third, and it was you know yeah. Well, and like even like here, like you got you like you have parking spots. Yeah. I don't have a driveway, dude. Yeah. So I usually. I'm off, I'm off today hour. because it, oh, it, at least sometimes because when I get out of work at eleven thirty. Everyone's already in. You know what I mean? Everyone's already parked in at home. Right. So I could drive around. Like I've drove. I've driven around for a couple of hours. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's. I wanted to rip my fucking steering wheel off. 
You gotta love it when it snows, right? You dig your car out and you come back and there's some jerk off. Uh, <laughs> or somebody's right by, as they see you and like they try to fucking kayfabe it. It's like I'll be shoveling myself out and then like they'll be like four cars behind me, like just double parked. Just like sitting there waiting. Yeah. You know they're gonna jump right in your grave. Yep. And then you're a bad guy if you tell them to go fuck themselves, like get yeah. the fuck out of here and do it yourself. You know what though? I gotta be honest. When I where I lived in Staten Island before I moved here was a uh, they had a parking lot, but there was a waiting list. And uh, I did finally for the like, last couple of years I, I got a spot But most of the time Was on the street It was like a building And it was by the train station And it was like So sometimes I'd get home Late from work And I'd be driving around Cursing uh, from, You know 11.30 at night There was a snowstorm Somebody else dug a spot out I gotta say I'd probably pull right the fuck Into that spot <laughs> You gotta take advantage Of that opportunity At, at a certain point like, Do I get pissed off? Yeah But do I blame the guy? I don't fucking blame him It's cutthroat man It's, it's You have to do it what the fuck? What part are you living in now? In, uh, I'm in. Well, it's, technically, it's Bath Beach, which is like everything is so close over there. It's like you, you you literally walk seven blocks, and you're not in Bath Beach. You're in Bensonhurst, and then right. what? And then you just walk down 86th Street, you know, a few avenues. Next thing you know, you're in Bay Ridge. Right. But then on your way to Bay Ridge, you make a right down, you know, like 14th Avenue, whatever. Next thing you know, you're going to Biker Heights. It's it's all within. Within one mile, you could just like fucking go into like four different neighborhoods. My first musical instrument came from Bath Music. In uh, is that in Bath Beach? I don't know. If I, when when was this? We guarantee it's closed now. Yeah, probably. When I was no oh, man, I must have been twelve. I think I got a drum set. I was horrible on the drums. Not yeah. good. Yeah, I'm but spaz. I tried. And uh, yeah, that's when my. So I, I think that's. I think that's Bath Beach. It's got to be if it's called Bath Music. I mean, it's not like yeah, but, but, something uh, like that somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, I started out as a drummer, and luckily, at some point, one of my friends was like, "Put it's a bass, put a bass in my hand." And did you ever? Did you ever? Were you ever in a band while playing drums? Yeah, not one that got out of my mother's basement. It was. Uh, <laughs> we, I think we called ourselves the STDs, and we did ACDC covers and Paranoid, of course, and uh, uh-huh. Judas Priest songs. Anything where I didn't have to keep too like elaborate of a beat. Uh, we tried to do an, uh, the Trooper one time. And it was just no good. No, nah, the wheels came off. Like, <laughs> Quick fast. Yeah, it was not happening. So <laughs> nice. but that was fine though, because because once I got the bass in my hand, it was like. All right, that's it. Yeah. Did you, did, did you did you self teach yourself? Pretty much, yeah. Or did I, you go to like some bozo and pay him ten dollars an hour in the neighborhood in his basement and he teaches you how to play the bass? No, nah, in the beginning, I learned my friend John John McGovern. Um, he was in my in my first band, like real band, uh, Six Society. He was he played guitar. He was like my best friend, and one of my other best friends was in it, Johnny Eggs, who's also now in Shea Terror with me. Yes. You know, we were all kids and. Um, so he taught John taught me some stuff he was one of those like naturally gifted uh, actually both of them just naturally gifted guitar players uh, you know Eggs could pretty much play any instrument and um, so that bothers me yeah me too it bothers me it's like how the fuck do you like there's, there was always like that one kid in like this fucking fifth or in like the sixth grade who already had like the mustache and the mullet and the fucking <laughs> and the fucking kid can play his ass off it's yeah. like how does that happen yeah it, it, that was uh I that, that that was that was I know a few kids like that. Of that course, there's always that couple of yeah. But uh, I just concentrated on the one, trying to get good at the one. I played along with uh, I used to play along with Iron Maiden records. Somebody told me don't pick, don't use a pick, just learn the stuff, don't use a pick, and playing learning Iron Maiden songs is what made me able to play hardcore without a pick because it was like 
you know, Steve Harris, if you, you got to keep up with that stuff, you have to have a fast mm-hmm. quick hand. So it was, um, so that was how I that that was how I learned playing the bass. Pretty much playing along to Iron Maiden stuff. Yeah, not many people in, in with, with in hardcore play with their fingers. Yeah, not many. No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of. I know Craig Ahead sometimes does. Yeah, but off the top of my head, I don't know. I mean Cliff Burton, but that's not I me. Mean, we're talking hardcore, but you know. Yeah. Cliff Burton played with his fingers. Dan Loca, I think. Does he? I think so. I'm not sure. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he does. Um, you know, cro- that's a c- crossover, I guess you would call that. I guess. But I mean, Nuclear Assault's a fucking metal band, dude. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried to. Uh, I've tried to use a pick, and it just doesn't happen. Like I'm not good with. It. I could play rhythm guitar, all right, with a pick, but for some reason with the bass, I just can't. I'm just too. I'm just too used to doing it the way. Yeah, I my, do it. my hands don't don't. My fingers don't bend the way they're supposed to, and shit. I, I tried to play guitar, and shit, I can't do it. I, I I tried to sit down at a piano once. I just feel like people who can play the piano are like from Mars or something because I can't. I, I can't do that. It's like. To, to me, that's like got to be a real difficult instrument. I think yeah. you have to be born with the ability to play the piano. I think that's why so many people leave piano lessons pretty quick once they start taking yeah. it as a kid. Yeah, I guess. Or you just have that natural ability. Because I guess your brain has to work in two different directions and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. You know, it's weird. It's funny you said that because I haven't listened to it in so long. But for some reason, I put on the first Biohazard record the other mm-hmm. day. And the whole intro of Scar for Life is Billy playing the piano. Oh, wow. And it's crazy. Yeah. You know, so it's, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, I guess maybe he took piano lessons as a kid or some shit like that, but I don't know what else he could play, but I know that he could play the shit out of the piano, and that record came out in 1990, so, I don't know. Yeah, not me, man, I can't, I got a few friends who can, and, uh... Nah, I'm pretty happy just playing the bass and being able to fake playing rhythm guitar. All right. You know? <laughs> Actually, the first time I ever played rhythm guitar at a live show was we were playing Shitar. We were going to Canada, and for whatever reason, eggs couldn't get across the border. So Brendan... Well, they're scumbags over there. They don't yeah, let you in. Well, Montreal, they, he got in the next day through Toronto, but Montreal sucked. Okay. But, uh, so we were like, what the fuck are we going to do? So he just left his guitar with me. We caught Brendan, who's actually in the band now. Um, his band, um, was playing with us that night. So, uh, we got in touch with him and he like learned like eight songs on the bass in, in like a day. And I just played rhythm guitar and okay. was, like, we faked it, but definitely no, definitely no leads. So <laughs> definitely no leads, but now, Hey, but now he's in the band. So. Because I can't always go and do the stuff that the rest of the band can do because of my job. Right. So, um... Yeah, one of the last runs, you couldn't make it. Yeah. it's You know what it is? Anything that... Because there's some things that, that have been coming up that are, like, more than two weeks or, like, very close together. And my job is the type of job I can't leave for three weeks. Right. Um... And, you know, I can't be awake two weeks and then be working two weeks and then go away for another two weeks. It's right. like just just not the way they work where I work. So. Right. Um, so anyway, so, so I, uh, Brendan filled in for me t- and uh, he was going to, you know, fill in for me when I couldn't go. And then, But he plays guitar. Right. So when Gary stepped out, it, it worked out. You know, Brendan, figured, why not just Brendan play guitar? And then when I can't go, he jumps over to bed. So mm-hmm. seems like it seems like a natural. Yeah. So... Anyway, see that see what happens when you don't sit there with 
questions, you go off on a complete tangent. Well, that's what we do. We got from bath music to Brendan. It was great. Right. So now what we're going to do, we're going we're to turn back time a little bit. Okay. And we're going to talk about the formation and, and, and of your first band, Six Society. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to go, however, I mean, obviously we're going to go off the rails, but, which is fine. And then we're going to lead up to today. <laughs> if, uh, you, if you want to do that. If you that, don't, that's fine too. No, nah, I mean, we, you know... Um, like I said, you know, my, my two of my best friends when I was a kid were Johnny Eggs and John McGovern. John McGovern passed away. Um, you know, we were all into hardcore. We wanted to start a band. We went through uh, a couple of different formations of the band. Eggs was playing drums at the beginning. We had a different singer. Um, and then at some point, um, we wanted to record a demo, so Eggs played the drums and sang. And then we ended up getting Billy Psycho playing drums for us. Nice. And, um, you know that was it. I mean, you know, the band after a while fell apart, and everybody went their separate ways. When did you uh, When did you guys form the band? What year, like? Mm, I want to say probably towards the end of 1987. We were starting to mess around with, okay. with songs and stuff, and went for a few years. Uh, Eggs ended up being in another band uh, after that, the infamous Barney Rubble and the Cunt Stubble. Oh boy! I'll let, I'll, let him, I'll let him tell you stories about that when you interview him. Uh, you know, so it just kind of went on like that, and then and after I think I don't know what my next band was after that. How did you get involved with this whole shit show that we call punk rock and hardcore? <laughs> Well, I don't know if you remember New York before we had cable. They had this WHT. I remember WHT. If you had WHT, it was heavy, bro. You had and it was it, you had HBO and WHT. Yeah. At the time, we had WHT, and it was like it was like um, Rock and Roll High School came on WHT. What did that stand for? Uh, Wilmeco Home Theater. Wilmeco Home Theater. Yeah. Very so, good. <laughs> and actually, during the day, they only broadcast, they started broadcasting, they broadcast for a couple hours in the morning. Right. And then they would shut off because uh, they used uh, the UHF channel 68's frequency. Uh, and so crazy. And, um, or I think that was how it went. But uh, that's how you also got U68. It was like a separate box that you needed to have, and you had to. There was yeah. like a little a slide thing. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and the speaker came out of the box. That sound didn't come out of your TV. It came out of the box. Yes, how crazy so, is that? <laughs> anyway, so really, my first kind of uh, introduction to that was I saw Rock and Roll High School on. Okay. Uh, on Wilmeco Home Theater, and um, <laughs> I really, I kind of don't really remember little things here and there. I think I saw. Uh, did I see another state of mind on like night flight or something like that? So that kind of put it in there. And um, I saw um, what was that skinhead movie with Tim Roth was on PBS. Oh, um, so just I don't yeah, know, in all different kind of directions, you got all these little you know hints of subculture and this and that, and it, it you know, and it kind of started to formulate the path I was taking. And then once I got to uh, seventh grade or something like that, and uh, I st we started going to record stores. Uh huh. And, uh, we, you know, you look in the import section. That's where they used to throw all the independent records too, because they had nowhere else to put them. in right, you know, you see all those crazy covers, and so that's kind of how it started. Just kind of, you, you just kind of buy a record because the cover looks cool. And Absolutely. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So and then, fuck uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how it went. And, you know, everybody. A lot of people were obviously into metal in my high school. Yeah. And then. Um, you know, metal started getting more extreme, which led you to hear more like, um, 
like I kind of leaned toward the punk first before I got into hardcore too much, and then um, you know, and then the hardcore bands kind. Of, I mean, back then it was really kind of almost the same. Yeah, you know, if you were into punk, you were into hardcore bands, and, and for you know, the most part, and, yeah. and a lot of people who were into metal because I I came in. Everybody knows this. I came in through the metal way. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I'll admit it. Like when I was younger, like I had an older sister who used to listen to like all the hair metal shit and all that stuff. So I was surrounded by that shit. And then when I was like, I don't know, ten or eleven, I was uh, somebody had showed me it was on vinyl the Motley Crue shout at the Devil record. Now, right. a ten, eleven year old kid, that's like the ge- well, not the generation, but several years before me would be that same kid looking at a Kiss record, like right. like the like the way they looked and all that stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's what propelled me into into like the hard rock and then the metal and then I started listening to like to the old Metallicas and the Testaments and then yeah. Suicidal Tendencies and then everyone knows and I found Leeway by accident and then I went back in reverse and went from from like Leeway to like back to like Victim and Pain mm-hmm. and then I went on from there right right you know what I mean so there's like those but then again like all the people that like I hung out with also like they were into metal and then some of them liked hardcore and stuff. so it was kind of like a mishmash also yeah. but I really wasn't into the quote unquote punk as much afterwards I kind of went back and then learned that bad stuff yeah you know after, after I heard the practice what you preach testament record 95,000 times like <laughs> I need a little something different here so I went you know found my little way that way but uh what was your first show my first show, like my first concert ever, or my first hardcore show. Well, a show. Well, all right. Well, we can talk about that. What, what would you? What's the difference between a show and a concert? Well, because when I was, I think a concert is where you have seats and right. a stadium. A yeah. show is a show. So yeah, this <laughs> concert I think was Ozzy with uh, Metallica opening for the Master of Puppets tour. Oh, that's heavy. So where at? That, at uh, National Coliseum. Uh, Brendan Burn Arena. Wow, in okay. uh, Secaucus. Okay, right? That was in Secaucus. I don't think sure, it's there. I remember the Brendan Arena. Yeah, the Meadowlands, basically the Meadowlands. Yeah. Um, my first show, uh, like local show, was a band called Natalie Woods Pool Party. Uh, That's fucking awesome. That was. <laughs> I don't remember what year it was. I mean, I'd seen like some bands play. Like we had, they used to have this. Uh, what was it? Like a teen. Thing at the at the high school, Tonville High School in Staten Island on uh, on Friday nights. Okay, so, actually that's where I met like John McGovern. I met John Yeggs. I know I went and saw them. Uh, I went to this this thing and there was this uh hard, this like hardcore punk band from Staten Island called Organized Confusion was playing. Eggs and a bunch of our other friends were playing in some band. Uh, what the heck was the name of the band? I can't believe I'm blanking on this now. I think it was TFR, three fucking retards. Is what, was <laughs> some good name band names. And, and they were doing around, like yeah. uh, they were doing like um, you know like, uh, Venom Venom covers and things like nice. that. Um, but then my first show <laughs> I ever went to, um, like you know what you would consider like I went like I think my first first show was the Ramones at uh, the Ritz. I never fucking seen them. Probably man. like 1986, maybe. Yeah. It was like. Um, Ramones and uh, Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. That's a, that was the my first hardcore hardcore show was I think it was the end of '86 or beginning of '87 was uh, 
it was at the Ritz. That's where I saw a lot of my first shows yeah. before I discovered going, you know, before I was I a Lamar, I, down to CBs. I was a Lamar's kid before I found CBs. Right. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm trying to think which one was before. No, I definitely, it was uh, the show at the Ritz. It was uh, Youth of Today opened. It was awesome. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, corrosion of conformity, DRI, and discharge. Wow. And um, that was like... That's fucking ridiculous. That was the first time I was ever in a place with like real deal hardcore shit going on. And yeah. Like, and the next day, I, like, I left that place like with a changed mind. Like I was like... That was your turn. You know, point. Yeah. Youth Today went on within like 30 seconds of the first song. There was a broken microphone and like... Five fights broke out around me, and I was just standing there like, holy shit, uh, I'm, I'm home. This is where I belong. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> I get you know, it. Living in Staten Island was like, you know, a little tough. You didn't always want to try, because if you had to go to Manhattan to see shows, you were, you know, shows started very late back then. Yeah. The show didn't start until like 10, usually. It's crazy. So, you're taking the ferry home at like 5, 5.30 in the morning. So, when you're like 15, 16, okay, you could do it, but you're going to hear some shit when you get home. Of course. Uh... I went to Lamar's at one point, and I saw Token Entry open up for uh, Nuclear Assault. That was like another show that was kind of like earlier on that I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then from then, I was it. I was off to the races and, yeah. and going to see. Yeah, my first show ever was at Lamar's, and it was, it was, and I don't remember, I don't remember who opened, but it was Anthrax, but they went under, there was, in, it was in between the Among the Living and State of Euphoria records, and they went under a, a name called Satan's Lounge Band, because they were so huge at the yeah, time, right. you know, so I was like, oh, because I, I knew, like, because going to the record stores, there was the I Am The Law 12-inch England import 12-inch single right. on the other only on the import the flip side was two songs one was called Satan's Lounge Band and the other one was called Buddy Love Bomb right so <laughs> I had that so I used to call the Moors and hear the fucking the, the recording and it was like oh Satan's Lounge Band well I'm like that's fucking anthrax so that was my first ever show at Lamores. I don't remember who opened or whatever but yeah and then like my first would you consider it my first hardcore show? Was like my turning point show. Uh, more of a crossover thing was White Zombie Leeway Suicidal Tendencies at Lamont's. Gotcha. Okay. You know? But then I don't know. I'm sure that there was something before that that I went to. But for some reason, I mean, that was I don't know why, but I remember like the, the last Thrash Bash at Lamont's with like Leeway Biohazard Chrome Mags reunion. White, White with, Zombie. White was, Zombie. I almost Re- I almost was, killed Mike DiLorenzo at that show by accident. That was the night that that. Repulsion, where Pete Steele changed and announced that the name of the band is no longer Repulsion. No, no, no longer Sub Zero. We are now Typo Negative. At that show, wow. So I was there, but that was that was May of '91. So there was had to have been something between that that Leeway Suicidal show and that show that I just don't remember. But that last Trash Bash pops in my. It was probably like a Biohazard show or something. That was a great show. It was great. Fun. That whole thing is bootleg. I never, I never saw that place more packed. Oh, it was fucking that. incredible. They definitely oversold that place like crazy. Oh, without a doubt, man. It was <laughs> it was a fucking great show. And there was a band that actually went on after the Chrome Eggs. A band called Machine. No, I don't remember. No one remembers because everyone left after the Chrome Eggs. How are you going to go on after the Chrome Eggs <laughs> at that show? No one's saying that. <laughs> did the Chrome Eggs headline that? I don't remember. Yes. They did. Yeah. It was like the little reunion for a little bit yeah. where Holly was there. That was one of the rare times I stage-dived. 
Oh yeah. Stage dove. How stage dove. Yeah, you, sta- you, you stage dived. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why not? I don't know. I got seltzer. All of a sudden, we're gonna try to talk proper like. <laughs> not really. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know that stage was a little high, but uh, it was a little high. My friend Joe Lawson was a bouncer there, Big Joe. Um, he used to travel with Biohazard, I think, and he he uh, he was working the stage. I was trying to get up there, and he just I remember he was just he's just a huge dude, so he just reached down, grabbed me by my belt, and pulled me on stage, uh-huh. and I went and did my thing. I was like, I went to dive, and poor Mike DiLorenzo was climbing up on top of the crowd just as I came and like snook it across his chest. Oh, nice. <laughs> he's like. I've been looking for video footage of that forever. Just so this video footage, I think, on YouTube. Yeah, I gotta check. What that. band? It was doing Chromax. That, that, that shit has to be on YouTube. Yeah. If not, I have. I'll lend it to you. I don't care. I have the bootleg DVD. Oh, really? The entire show. Yeah, I gotta look for that. I got it. I gotta look for. I gotta see that. I have the whole DVD. I have the whole show. It's crazy. Lee yeah. was fucking top notch, bro. They were at the top of their game. Biohazard was awesome. That was one of the. See, a place would have to be that packed usually for me to stage dive because in all the circumstances, everybody would just. Uh, oh, yeah. J- jump out of the way because I'm so bad. <laughs> I I fucking hit, I've hit the fucking floor. I don't know how many times, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting the floor is no fun. Oh, face first, black eyes. <laughs> all the, yeah. All, a lot. Fucking a lot. Especially back in the day. Now I pick and choose my spots. <clears throat> I pick and choose my spots depending on the band, depending on how I feel. There's probably about a half a dozen bands that I'll dance to now. Uh, I haven't danced in a while. My knees are too fucked, man. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm 43. I mean, I get a little jacked up, but... I think the last time... Oh, sometimes I can't help it. I can't help it sometimes. You're right, because I, I came out of a time when Rest in Pieces played at the Black and Blue Bowl. Uh-huh. And uh, I left there with a nice busted nose and oh, everything. It was, like, it was like, you couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, yeah, somebody dove, like, feet first, and the boot caught me right in the fucking face. Was it fucking rap bones? No, nah, it wasn't rap bones. It definitely wasn't rap bones. No. I don't, well, I don't <laughs> think, maybe. His fucking feet are always in my face, it shows. <laughs> All the time. It seems like every time I look, and there's a fucking Adidas shell top, and it's attached <laughs> to rap bones, and it's always in my face. Now, this was most definitely a boot. Okay. Nice. I'll show you the picture later. It was, a, nice. it was a mess. It was fun. Thank God I had taken my glasses off, because if I didn't, they would have been like glass in my eye. And yeah. Dead. Well, well, you go into a pit. You gotta take your glasses off, yeah. man. No, nah, I was an idiot when I was younger. A lot of times I wouldn't take my glasses off. And then, <laughs> and then be pissed off that your glasses are in seven pieces? Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's good shit. But listen, rest in pieces. I hadn't seen them in a billion years. I no one did. No one thought something that was gonna happen. happen. Something happened. Yeah, something. Right, because they said that would never happen. Of course. And there's a lot of bands like that. Like the whole judge thing, judge. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Yep. It fucking happened, and they're still going. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. That was fun to do. I had Mike on the fucking show. That was fucking... It was, like, surreal. It was bugged out. Yeah, man, you're all over. You're doing tons of... Uh, tons of interviews all over town, man. Listen, I... Listen, like, like I said before we press record, I was like... I don't have questions. I just fucking... I sit down and I bullshit. And I say it a lot. It's like, you know, everybody with these phones and this and that and this and that, nobody really... Like has face to face conversations anymore, unless right. if you work with the person or whatever. It's like, you know. So it's like that's why I've said this a million times too. It's like I could do a million of these things like over the phone with people from all over the place. Right, right. I right. won't do it. Right, I won't do it. I, it's like there's people that I would love to do it with, and 
sometimes I was tempted, like, oh, hook up the Skype thing and do it and learn how to, you know, hook it all up. But I'm like, it takes away from it. It's like if I'm all, if I was on the phone with you doing this right now, it, 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 it takes away from it. Like, I, like, I'm looking at you and we're having a conversation. It's like, all right, this thing isn't even on. That would sound like shit. Right. It's like, okay. It's like, for all I know, it's like you're on the other line making, like, the jerk-off motion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this kid, I, what am I getting off the fucking phone with this kid now? Like, he's annoying me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, these things could be happening. So, therefore, I don't want no one doing the jerk-off motion on the phone with me. Right, so, right, therefore, right. I'd rather talk face-to-face. Yeah, this is, uh, I think this is only, the, this is only the second time I've been on, done one of these things. Because it's, it's, it's a little weird, you know what I mean? I feel like it's a little weird. But, uh, it's not really. You know, I'm like, why the fuck does anybody want to hear anything that I have to say? Or, like, I think the same thing. I, to your point, I spend my life trying to avoid face-to-face conversations with people. Right. Like, you know? Well, like, well, I don't want to talk to everybody. I only want to talk to people, like, like that I find interesting or I'm a fan of their band or if I'm their friend or right. all three in one, you know? Like, that shit. Like, I don't want to talk to some... Bro, I have somebody... I don't know his name, but... Alright, I did it, I did it, the, the first person that was ever on the show three times, this is my friend Tommy Rebel, and we did, the third episode, it came out a couple, few episodes ago, and we were talking about, like, collecting shit, right, just a conversation about whatever, and he's talking about how, you know, he has all these stickers, and he used to write graffiti, and he has these old vintage, like, Coney Island signs, and, like, all this, like, really cool old shit. Yeah. So I get fucking hit up, like, on Instagram from somebody, I have no idea who it is, and he's like, yo, man, like, come and interview me, I have, like, 40,000 stickers. It's like, like, I don't want to sound like that guy, like, I'll pretty much talk to anybody, but I'm not going to go to your house where you look like you're 50 years old, you live in your mother's basement, and you want to talk about your sticker collection with yo, me? Yo, look at my stickers, and I got, like, 125 Hummel figurines, you yo, gotta check out yo, this I'm stick. a mad collector. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to talk to, you just basically told me the episode, like, oh, are you, alright, great, now where do we go from here? Yeah. Like, I'm, nah, like, <laughs> I'm not doing a face-to-face with that guy. There's only so much sticker talk you can do it. A little bit, like, alright, what do you have? You have a scratch? and sniff you have one that comes off easy and you want the one that don't well you're a collector guy right Although you're into like you go to like the horror conventions and yeah. stuff I, you know I've never gone to a horror convention why I don't know I just you know I want to go though I'm definitely going to make a point of it to go so come and uh March 8th 9th and 10th Mar- oh yeah no maybe I'll check that out where is it Jersey or yeah Jersey? they're all in Jersey yeah Cherry Hill Oh, yeah, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. That's the one every year, like, everybody loves Two a year. One, right? Monster Mania. Oh, there's two a year? All right. Two Monster Manias a year, two Chillers a year, two New Jersey Horror Cons a year. I'm stick with a- me. Stick with me, bro. I'm just afraid I'm going to spend so much fucking money if I go to one of them things. You will. I'm going to be like... <laughs> you will. You need control, dude. I got, you a, ne- I got a child in college. Bro, you need control. There was one... There was one convention, it was a Monster Mania, I don't remember how many conventions ago it was, because I get confused, because me and Nikki, we go to almost all of them, depending yeah. on, you know, who's going to be there, and this and that, because I've met so many people, it's like, ah, uh, it's like, are we going to really go, we've met all these people, alright, but there's another one in three weeks after that, so, whatever, so, I went, it was the sickest fucking lineup of people, 
And I wound up like dropping like like me personally like out of my pocket. I dropped like a thousand dollars. Oh man! See, I, that, that on that, on fucking autographs and pictures, dude. Yeah, see, I don't give a fuck about the autographs and stuff, but I just know there's cool stuff there. That there's a lot of no, vendors and all these pops and everything. There's every, all the horror shit. Comic book conventions I've been to a couple of times. Never when I was been a kid, to any. when I was a kid, I worked at a comic book store. Right, and uh, in Staten Island, and then they opened one in Manhattan, so I worked at the Manhattan one um, this is in my mid to late teens I guess uh, and so I went to some comic conventions and then when my son was was got old enough he wanted to go because he was interested in that stuff so I took him to a couple uh-huh. and um, people I know still worked at or uh, one of the people I worked with uh, bought the comic store you know so yeah. was, um, so you know I've been to those I guess they're not that far off from the they're it's not- probably a lot of the same vendors and I don't know. I mean, I mean, with the horror ones, I, every horror convention, not every single person is horror. Yeah, like right. they'll have some wrestlers. Like I met Greg Valentine, who looks like Anne Ramsey now. Right, by right. the way, <laughs> he does. He looks like Tomorrow from the Train, bro. Oh my god! So like, I met like I met him. I've met you know a lot of different people who aren't horror related. Like there's one New Jersey horror con, which I'm not going this one, but like there's like a back to the like. Biff is going to be there from Back to the Future. Yeah. Do I really want to meet Biff? I really don't. No, no. Well, Beth, Beth and I keep watching because we uh, we watch The Office pretty much constantly. So right. we keep waiting because we I saw that the the people from The Office had been at like one or two of them. Yeah. So I keep waiting and waiting for that to pop up. That's definitely the time that I'm definitely going to go. And you know, it's just a point. Like, do do I really actually care about the autograph itself? I don't. Right. But in a way, I do because I have like this crazy book. Well, no, who collect? I have collect them. I get it. You know, like. But it's just the point of. All right. When I grew up, I'm fucking. I grew up watching like all these '80s slasher movies and right, shit. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, so now for me to go and. Like, my favorite Friday the 13th is the final chapter, right? right? So, he's like my favorite Jason. And... Which one was that? Who was it? Who was Jason? Was it... Gun- it Ted White. Ted no, Gunnar Hansen you were about to say, and that's, oh, that's Leatherface from... Oh, Kim. okay. And he died, and I never got a chance to meet him, which I kicked myself. Wait, who played Jason? Who was the, the... Was Ted White the most famous Jason, or was he... Uh, no, Kane Hodder is the most famous. That's one thing. I Kane Hodder, Gunnar Hansen, they're not that far away. Listen, it's completely like, different. They sound like they're both come <laughs> from the woods in like, Norway or something. <laughs> hey, you know? Yeah. He's the most... I met Kane, but, um, but it's like, for me, like, Ted White played Jason in, the, in part four, and he's like 92 years old now. He was like 50-something yeah. when he did it. So for me... Thinking back of when I was like 11 and watching this movie, and to actually be able to go and shake the guy's hand, it's, it's right. kind of, it brings me back to like no, simple that, shit. Yeah, no, I definitely get it. You know what I mean? It's like this monster mania that's coming up. I mean, he's not a horror guy, but I'm a huge fucking Rocky Mark, bro. Right. Dolph Lundgren's gonna be there. Oh, I see. I gotta shake hands with Ivan Drago <laughs> just to say what's up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the last time, which sucks, he only did professional photo ops and it was crazy expensive. You can get an autograph from him, but not a regular. All I wanted was like the picture with him, but I didn't give a fuck. I walked over to him and I was like, I had to anyway, man. I just want to say thank you and shook his hand. It was fucking Apollo Creed, bro. Right, right, right. right. It was Carl Weathers was there. I gotta shake your hand. I remember one of the comic conventions I took my son to, Carrie Fisher was there. But they wanted like seventy five dollars for an autograph and stuff. And I was it, like, it all depends. Like like Robin Englund, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, P. 
he, and, but you know what's crazy? There's always a fucking line wrapped around. Yeah, of course. Well, you there's know? people who collect them like hardcore too, like that are like right. They gotta get everybody, right? They gotta right. get. Yeah. See, I'm like that with Friday the Thirteenth people. Like, I'll get, I'll meet and spend thirty bucks and take a picture and an autograph with one of the fucking idiotic teenagers that's get, that they, that gets killed in like part three. You're like, specialist. Uh, uh, is, is that what I am now? <laughs> but oh, by the way, did you did you go get? Uh, have you been to a Citizens Arrest uh, show and get Daryl's autograph? No, I did not. Uh, no. Jason takes Manhattan. No, I should though. <laughs> That's so funny, man. That's a great scene, too. He uh-huh. takes his mask off. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden Jason's like a jokester now. <laughs> yeah, if I get Kevin from the office autograph, I'd probably throw down a couple of dollars for that. Yeah. You know, but even something. like the vendors and shit, bro. It's just, and you know what's cool about it? It's like you can go there and you can act like a fucking kid. And everyone's there that's there for the same reason, and you have fun, and there's cool vendors, and you could meet or not meet people, whatever. Yeah. But it's fucking cool, man. When we're done, I'll show you the whole lineup for Monster Mania. It's fucking awesome. All right, I gotta check it out. Yeah. Wait, bro, sometimes, like, I'll spend the whole weekend, I'll get a fucking, I'll get a hotel room, a cheap fucking motel, $100 a night, whatever, I don't care, as long as it's a shower and a bed with no bed bugs, I can't right. give a fuck. And we used to spend the fucking weekend and we just go to the convention and hang out and just get the fuck out of the neighborhood for a little while. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Even from here, Cherry Hill's like an hour and 20 minutes or something. So it's not, it's not even yeah. like you're in the same neighborhood. Yeah, it's not exactly. like you're in a hotel room like, right. you know, a half hour from your house or something. Exactly. And it's good shit. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta check him out. I'm gonna collect some crappy sales. Funko Pops. Me shit. too. Oh, me my, too. My records are over there. Yeah. Uh, That's cool though, man. What the f- Why not? We gotta fill our empty lives with something, you know what I mean? Yeah, even if it's little plastic toys from when you were like a kid. Exactly. That's alright. Exactly. I'm not mad at that, bro. You have fucking Cthulhu over there. I have fucking King Kong. <laughs> alright, he's over there. I see him. He's green. Him and Godzilla are over on the other. Uh, I need the Godzilla. King, King Kong, Godzilla down the other end. I have King Kong and the, and the alien queen. Oh, that's yes. I, I need Godzilla. Godzilla's pretty good. Bro, they're coming out with a big six-inch Jaws. I saw that. I got they just it. released like a bunch of new ones that, yeah. that are like... Yeah. Caddyshack they're doing. The, yeah, uh, you got to get the Rodney Dangerfield one. The Sanford and Son they're doing. It's great. It's, yeah. It's out of control. It's like you want to fucking stop, but they just come out with all kinds of dope shit. I know, shit. they make one for everything. It's like, great. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? All right. Back to fucking Six Society. Okay. So... So that was. That Did you guys was, release anything? Uh, not until years and years later. Okay. Uh, the, we had recorded a demo. You know, John left. Um, then uh, after John left, uh, Mike DiLorenzo, who was also in Sheer Terror, he played guitar for a while and, you know, went through a few line changes and, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, went away. And uh, But years later, that demo would always circulate. You know what I mean? And then and someone, you know, and. Um, Finally, uh, you know, I, I agreed to let somebody put it out once um, once uh, John died because I felt like you know what he you know fuck it let him put it, let's put something out let's put it out because he never you know he played music his whole life and he never I don't think was on anything that was, was put out by anybody or anything so that's kind of how that okay yeah so it was released uh, I'll give you one I got a bunch of them over there it was a, something they uh, yeah. United Riot Records is that yeah, okay, yeah United yeah. Riot Records put it out okay about four four or five years ago or something okay so and that was that and then is uh, it online can anyone get it online is it on Bandcamp or anything like that 
I don't know if he has it up there. I never put it any up anywhere, right. but uh, I know like when you get the seven inches of download for it, right, stuff, yeah, I still yeah. see it out there sometimes. Okay. I'm sure he still has some copies on the website or whatever. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like I said, after that went away, I didn't really play in anything too serious for a while. And uh, what the heck was the next thing I did? I don't even remember. Oh, my next band was a like a band called, uh, I think it was, I think Mutt was the next band I was in, and that was also with John Yeggs and John McGovern, and you could see like a pattern here, and yeah, it was yeah. our friend Frank and our friend Augie played drums, it was like, you know, just bands with your friends that you, sure. you know, that you grew up with, and, um, and then I, Mutt. I would think I was in a rap group for a little while. Were you? Yeah, I was saying I think, like I don't know that I was. I, was <laughs> <laughs> I think I was. I think I might have oh, been. I think I don't want to talk about that really yeah, too that much. No, I loved it. It was great. It was called Turbo Chicken Head. And, uh, we These had, band names fucking rule. We had a, <laughs> we had a, a live band behind us. We played, we didn't have like, we had a guy who scratched with DJ, but we had a band behind us. Okay. And, uh, cause basically nobody we knew had, you know, the, the, uh, the the equipment, but we knew every a lot of people who played music, so okay. we were like fuck it, let's just have a band. Yeah, and let's and call it uh, Turbo Chicken Head. Turbo Chicken Head. Um, the uh, the DJ had come up with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my friend Steve, or he was the DJ Robot Monster. He was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had seen it though and actually I ended up seeing it later so on uh, Pennsylvania out by Stroudsburg okay. by the outlets there was an underpass and as you passed there was uh, there were three like you know the when you go under the overpass the, the three what do you call them columns of, yeah. that hold it up yeah. somebody on one somebody spray painted turbo the next one chicken and the next one head nice so when you pass uh, and it always stuck in his mind so that's what we ended up calling it okay uh, <laughs> that, that was short lived that was in the era of uh, when like Crazy Eddie made a comeback up in Harlem. Oh, one sixteenth in Lennox. There was a lot of. Uh, I have. I still have an original envelope. Oh you know my that? god! I do with the sticker still on the envelope. That that's that's like a piece of uh, New York City history. It really is. It is. I mean, it's not the best history. That it's not, have. but it's some it's some shit. It's part of it. Oh, it's definitely it's, part of it. It's a big part. Of that's it. A, maybe the test of. Uh, if someone if someone grew up in New York, if you ask them, uh, well, at least if they grew up on a little bit of the degenerate side, right, and not the commercial, not the not the yeah. store crazy Eddie, not the prices are insane, right? You're insane, yes, <laughs> and you wind up becoming insane, yes. and you do insane things, yes, yeah, yeah. So that was the Turbo Chicken Head. I played uh, another band, Big Water Dogs, with some friends of mine. These are all we're all like Staten Island based bands, and then I had a punk band that we did some stuff uh, called Sandwich that was, like, <laughs> that was the name because that was my aunt my aunt uh, Margaret rest in peace that's what she what she called sandwiches that's and it sandwich. always stuck in my head I was always just walk around saying sandwich thing. and uh, we couldn't think of a band name and that, that's we started calling that as a joke and then it just stuck and you know we did some stuff we played together for a while and then I, I had, uh, <laughs> sandwich uh, my son was showed up on the scene and um, I stopped playing for a while but then when his mother and I split. I was like, I got to start a band again. So I started that band back with my friends. And, you know, actually my brother was in that band with me when it first started. And, uh, and then, um, but by the time we started again, he wasn't playing guitar anymore. He wasn't into it. So he, uh, it was there was that band and then what the heck was the band after that This Means War that was a band that wasn't really, oh I know what This Means War that wasn't really Staten Island based that was more that was um, the initial lineup of that band was uh, it was me 
It was uh, Derek Moore, who at the time, I think he was in uh, 97X, uh, or 90, what the hell band, Automaton, he was in, he's in a band right now, and I feel like a jerk, because I can't think of the name, uh, he, he was also in that band Fire Still Burns, I think at the same time, then there was Daryl Kahan from Citizens Arrest and Taste of Fear, played guitar, um... Our friend Justin, who was in, uh, he was also in Taste of Fear with Daryl. He'd been in uh, Tears of Frustration he was in. And uh, my friend Jesse, um, I think the band he had been in before was called Something in the Water. Okay. Um, and um, he's like a Jersey City guy. I was mostly Jersey because I was working in Jersey. So yeah. uh, I knew Derek through, I don't, know, I don't even know how I knew Derek. I'm trying to think of how I knew him. But anyway, I knew Derek. He lived in Jersey, and I, we would always talk, talk about jamming together, and we ended up putting this band together. We recorded like eight songs, and then, you know, like every other fucking band, the thing fell, everybody was nuts. The thing fell apart. I tried to keep it going for a while with different members, and and then uh, I didn't do anything after that for a while. And um, I played with Eggs in a band called The Mighty Pragmatics that was more like a punk okay. rock and roll type of a thing. Um, and then... I was getting ready to stop playing music. I wasn't into it anymore. And, uh, you know, I just was like, I was, I was like kind of done with it. And I was getting, I was getting ready to quit, which would be tough because really it was Johnny's band and we were friends and I felt like a jerk quitting the band. Yeah. Um, and then I got a call from Mike DiLorenzo and he's like, I'm driving to work on the parkway. And he's like, yo man, he's like, he's like, shit, Terra's going to go do a tour of Japan. I was like, oh man, now shit, Terra my favorite hardcore band one of my favorite bands of all time really you know yeah okay. I got yeah, Ian tattooed Ian Schaefer oh shit tattooed that's down. you yeah. I, yo I've seen that fucking tattoo I didn't even know that was on you I yeah, seen that tattoo me. from you know on, on his website and, and, and in his portfolio and shit no shit yeah that was me yeah um, I have I have the bulldog on me too but the, the spite version ah the my ear, despite <laughs> despite bulldog. So we did. Yeah, that, that was he, he. He says to me, he's like, hey, he's like, do you want to go to Japan with Shiatera? And I'm like, and I'm saying, what? Are they, like, is a roadie? What are you talking about? And he's like, no, playing bass. So I almost drove my car off the parkway. Now, now who, who was this asking you? Mike DeLorenzo. Okay. Now I know Paul for since I'm a kid. Paul's originally from Staten Island. Um, you know, he was from the generation of skinheads on Staten Island, like before my generation. Right. My link to I think. I may have met him once or twice, and he used to have his friends like Wayne and Jomo and those guys, and they were all friends with Billy Psycho, who was in Sync Society, so that's how I kind of met them, um, you know, and um, so I knew Paul, and uh, you know, I know Paul for a long time, and we became friends, and uh, you know, through the years, we always kept touch when, he, you know, he wasn't around, like he was living in Kansas City for a while, or in Boston, and you know, I was yeah. always I was always in Staten Island, right. and uh, <laughs> so anyway... That was the deal. So I, I got. They asked. Uh, it was supposed to be just a one-shot trip to Japan. Um, I forget what the. I guess because Shiatera had never gone to Japan. Right. And they this was this was when obviously when they reformed. Right. This is what. Yeah. They, this that, was 2013. The, no, 2010 was when we started practicing. Oh, okay. I think 2010. Yeah, 2010. Um, and before we even got to Japan, I guess some kind of word had gotten out that Shiatera was going to Japan, and we ended up. Uh, Getting offered this is hardcore first, right? So, so the homecoming dance. So we did. No, that was that was after. The, so that's what I'm thinking. 2013, maybe. No, that was 2000. I'm all fucked up. 11, I think. It was. Yeah, I'm all fucked up too. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It, after a while, it's a I mishmash. Think this is this is hardcore. Was this is hardcore? Was um, 2010? Always 2010. We played that. 
Right. And I think we went to Japan in September 2010. And I think the homecoming, I think, was November 2010. Okay. In New York. Which was, that was one of the greatest nights of my life. Because I grew up, I got, I grew up going, like, my all my first shows were at the Ritz with, you know, slash Webster Hall. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd seen so many bands there. It was such a, you know, uh, important place to me because I'd seen all these, ba- my first bands. Oh, it's a there. legendary fucking room. And uh, so getting to play there was like, for me, it was just like, awesome. Wow, I'm sure. And getting to play there in Terror, it was like, a, it was a fun night. It was definitely, it was awesome, man. Yeah. And, um. And then that was all, because what happened was, bef- by the time we played This Is Hardcore, even though it was only going to be, yeah, we're going to do this, and we're going to go to Japan, and then maybe we're going to do this. But then, bef- I think before we even got to Japan, I think Paul had asked us, he's like, what do you guys think about writing some songs, new songs? And we were like, we already wrote three. <laughs> nice. Two or three. Like, we had already started doing it just on the off chance. Just happened. in case. You're prepared for class. That's good. Yeah. And then uh, that was it. It was off to the races. You what know? did you write? Did you remember? Did it wind up getting on a record? What yeah, did you wrote? Spidey P. Uh, um, we, we wrote uh, Blue Shadows Will Fall, and we wrote uh, Heresy on the Monkey Bars. Which is a fucking ridiculous uh, name. Uh, so we did those two songs, and then we did the, uh, the old 97s cover, Salome. Right. So, and uh, that was the Spite 7-inch. Right. You know, and then it was a few years before we wrote another. We actually had a couple of lineup changes. Mike left, Gary came in. Then Gary left and Mike came back. And when Mike was back the second time, we did the um, standing up for falling down the record. We did the full length. Yeah. Um, what did we do? Which we did is a such work. a fucking great fucking, like, comeback fucking record. Like, fucking album's incredible, man. I, I take full responsibility for how awesome it is. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun recording that record. That was that that was a blast, and uh, you know, it's a lot of pre- it was a, it's a lot of pressure though. You know what I mean? After because you have a back catalog of records from a band that you know, it's a legendary band. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, let's call it how it is. I mean, yeah. shit, Terror is like that upper echelon of fucking hardcore bands. Was to me. I, I, I mean, if, if, you, if you don't think so, I don't know what you're fucking smoking. <laughs> so you know? there was definitely a lot of uh, you know. Intimidation, not only say intimidation, but it was just like a lot of pressure. pressure. You didn't want to be the assholes that wrote a bad shit terror record. Of course, you know I, mean? I like, get that. And, uh, of course. Because, if nothing else, because if I wasn't playing in it and I heard a bad shit terror record come out, I would have been very disappointed. Right. Because of what the band meant to me. You know? Sure. And uh, so. And then yeah, that's that's uh, we we've gone through several guitar changes and all this stuff, and um, you know over the years uh, I always hinted that John should Johnny Egg should come play, and um, you know finally he finally joined after the second time um, Mike left, and I think at that time Gary and John were in the running and. Uh, and then Paul was like, "Fuck it, let's have two guitar players." And uh, right, that was everybody because we're coming off of the Paulie episode. He had he had said that that he liked the fucking the, the two guitar aspect. Yeah, yeah. And with that lineup, we did the uh, the last EP that came out, which was the um, what do you call it? The uh, Paul and the Family. Yes. There was a few things in between there, like we did like yeah. a split seven inch here, or like a we did that Sham sixty nine covers seven inch. That was a benefit for uh, Martin Gee's, uh You know, his, unfortunately, his wife had passed away. Um, you know, but that was that was it. Then we got to Paul and the Family, which was um, you know partially based on the my getting divorced and stuff, and the all the stuff that came along with that, and um, 
you know, the cover is actually my old apartment. I was wondering whose apartment that was. That was the that, empty house. Yeah, that was my old apartment the day I moved out of there. With the one chair next to the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at it, I'm like, you know, there's not much here, but... It says a lot, like, you know, it's an empty room. You can just be sitting there looking out the window in this empty room. Like, I don't know. I, I looked at it, like, all fucking deep and retarded, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that album is, is uh, 1,001% Staten Island material, you know what I mean? The other songs are about Staten Island, mm -hmm. you know. So um, I'm really happy with it. It's, like, my favorite thing that I ever got a chance to, it's to awesome. play on, you know, and, yeah. and be a part of, so... Um, now we're, now we're uh, we got our eyes set on another full length, which is, you know, it's a process, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Paul, I believe touched on that too, but you know, we'll definitely do for a full length again. Cause I think, so what are we not 2019, uh, standing up came out in 2014. So I think we're about due for a full length release and, yeah. uh, well, well, you, I mean, EP full length EP, yeah, full length, but I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now that you know, Brendan's in the band, so he's bringing something different to the table as far as writing goes. You know, and um, and Paul is probably driving himself crazy writing lyrics because he says he drives himself fucking nuts. Yeah, he does drive himself nuts. Yeah. Uh, he copped to that on the last episode. And everybody else. That's <laughs> <So, laughs> awesome. You know? Uh huh. But uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. We uh, we got some ideas already kicking around, and we'll you know we're, we're gonna. Um, you know, we got this tour coming up uh, with uh, I Hate God Nigger Approach, which is going to be a real sick, real fun, fun yeah. thing. Yeah, that's you know? fucking awesome. Um, it's going to be good. I'm going to join the sh I, you know, because of my limited vacation time, like I don't want to waste, you know, all my vacation time at the beginning of the year because I don't want to miss out on something toward the end of the year. I get it. So, um, so like for the first few shows, Brendan's going to uh, play the bass and then I'm going to join up in Philly. Uh, and then go on the rest of the. Where in Philly are you guys playing? Shit, I should know that. <laughs> I could look. Yeah, so let's look. Who cares? Yeah, let's see where it is. Let's see where in Philly because you guys are playing Philly. I like shows in Philly. I go to most of my shows. I go to I go to shows in Philly. We get to see the gimmick gang while we're there too. Yes. Well, yeah. You know what? Boys. And that was that was. Um, you had said that you did like maybe one other podcast, but you were on like one of the first Broad Street Breakdown episodes. Yes. See, I know my shit. Yep, Jason. Yeah. I was, uh, I started out real regular on that, on that episode, and by the, by the end of the <laughs> you show... Were, you were drooling on yourself? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, well and, you know, he's like, what are you drinking? I'm like, uh, I'd get you some whiskey, whatever. And so I'm thinking, you know, first of all, I'm not thinking I'm going to be the only one drinking it. And second of all, he brought a nice big bottle of it, and by the end of the uh -huh. episode, it was gone. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> it's only like a sicko and maybe had a little bit of it, and it was uh, that was awesome though. I love those guys, man. Oh yeah, greatest dudes ever, man. I love those dudes. Oh, you guys are playing on Voltage or something? May, uh, May 10th. Yes, May 10th at the Voltage Lounge. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then we do two shows in New York, and then yeah, and yeah then, the um, Kingsland. Yeah, two Kingsland, both yes. of them at the Kingsland. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, and um, then we. You know, so that Vault Design show is on Friday. Yes, the 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 three shows before that are uh, the Tuesday Amityville Music Hall. Yeah, uh, I think. Then you have Hannigan. Yep, it's at the Space Ballroom, and then you have Boston then, at the Middle East. Right, and then where are we going after that? The, well, then, then right after the Middle East is the Vault Lounge. Right, and then the two shows in Brooklyn, yep. and then you got Maine, Geno's in Maine, Portland. Right. 
And then Rochester, New York at the Bug Jaw. The Bug Jaw. Heavy. And then you have Maryland at Cafe 611. Then you you go to Pittsburgh. And then Cincinnati. And then Detroit. And then you wrap up in Cleveland. Nice. At the Grog Shop. Heavy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Pittsburgh, too, because we're going to play with Killer of Sheep. Okay. Buddy Oyo's band is friggin' awesome. Nice. So that's gonna be a great show. I mean all the shows are gonna be good. It's gonna be it's gonna be a real fun time. Oh fuck yeah, man. Yeah, you're gonna be playing at that Philly show, it's disassociate, shit terror, negative approach, I hate God. Sick. I think Dissociate's playing one of the shows in Brooklyn too. Yes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the second one. Well, I know one of them's phobia and then one of them's dissociated. Or maybe that's just, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wind up probably seeing you guys at the Voltage. I, I like that venue. I like the Voltage Lounge. I don't think I don't think I've played there before. I've only been I've only been there once. I saw like Hook and Ostra there, Danny Boy and fucking all them guys. Uh-huh. So, but it's a dope fucking venue. I'm a fan. Yeah, we really haven't done like a long. Like, since I've been in the band, we haven't done a, uh, something this extensive in the States, which is, it's cool because we haven't done it, you know, we did longer tours over in Europe or, you know, Japan the first time was like, I think, 10 or 11 shows and, um, you know, so it'd be cool to kind of go around the States and because normally yeah. in the States we'll, we'll just do like, uh, we just did like a four day little Midwest thing where we did uh, Kansas City, uh, Minneapolis, Chicago, Detroit. Or we'll go to California and we'll work our way down the coast and then, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, so this would be cool. There's definitely going to be some, uh, we're definitely going to get some miles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's awesome. What a fucking cool fucking lineup, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I should I should be able to get off on that Friday. As, as, long, as, as long as I tell my boss, listen, in two weeks from now, I need this, this, and this. Right. I have vacation days and sick days and shit like that, so. I pick and choose my spots wisely because I like to, like you, like I like to hold on to all my vacation days for the summertime. Right. Because I don't want to be in that fucking school. I want to go and do shit. You know right. what I mean? I go to This Is Hardcore every, every year for the four days. I go to Philly. I do the whole This Is Hardcore thing no matter what. One of the day I'll buy my four-day passes, but one of the days I probably won't go because I like to do Philly shit. Yeah. You know, I'll do the fucking, you know, I, I, like I made it a point I had to go eat in Adrian's. You know, because I'm a huge Rocky fan. It's called the Victor Cafe. So I had to, oh, okay. I had to go there and eat in there. And they have, like, the big Rocky shit. And, uh, do you go and run up to... Is, is the thing still up at the top of the steps? It's not at the, the top of the steps. steps but one anymore? thing I will not do is run the fucking steps. <laughs> <laughs> I might do touristy shit, but it's more, like, on the DL. Like, I'll go and I have a picture next to the fucking statue, but I'm not running up the stairs like an asshole. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't do that, Jim. I mean, mostly because I don't think it. I could, but... I probably can, <laughs> but I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. No, you're not going to run up and then jump up and down no. on the top of the stairs and all no. the kids are going to get around you. No. Great. But I did stand at the top and put my two arms up and Nikki took a picture of me, but I didn't run up the fucking things. It was the first time I was there. I felt like I was like, you know, on another planet. It was awesome. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen a Rocky statue. I don't know. I don't know. Are you a Rocky fan? Who isn't a Rocky fan? Listen, there's some people that don't like Rocky and I don't like those people. I mean, I'm partial to the first couple of ones of more than the later ones, but... The first three... All in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Four is like a lot of people's favorites. It's so fucking cheesy. Five is terrible. I haven't seen the Creed movies yet, but I heard they're good. They're fucking great, man. I heard they're good. Great. I, yeah, that, I gotta I have to watch those. And, I'm a huge Sylvester Stallone fucking mark, bro. 
Did he make a Rambo movie in the last few years? Or he, he made one. He, well, he made one several years ago, and it was the most brutal shit ever. Was it, bro? He has like a Gatling gun, and he's just fucking soaring people in half. It's brutal. I don't know if I saw that. What was it? It was just called, it was Rambo, just called right? Rambo. Bro, watch that. Maybe I did see that. It's great, but he's making a new one. But I don't know if I like it because he's wearing like a cowboy hat. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. A cowboy hat. I don't, I don't get it. I'll sit there and watch fucking over the top all day long. <laughs> he has an arm wrestling rig in his fucking in his truck to fucking practice. Oh, well, you got to go real old school. Watch Lords of Flatbush. Well, there you go. Watch. Listen, Henry Winkler. Yeah. Isn't there? <laughs> he he couldn't stay out of a leather jacket. That guy. No, no, I'm not mad at him. No. Did he, did he die recently too? Ooh. Henry Winkler. Oh no! I thought he meant so much. Oh, I'd be fucking no. devastated. No, I know it's but but didn't Henry Winkler just die or something? No. How dare you? I don't know. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Not the Fonz. All right. All right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I dreamed it. I don't know. I... No, Henry Winkler's not dead. Yeah, that, that was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, the Lords of Flatbush was funny because like, like, it was like you got a bonus Fonzie. Uh... You did. Because <laughs> he's you basically did. Fonzie in that... He's absolutely Fonzie. <laughs> the same hairdo, everything. It's Fonzie. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I that came it. out before, though, right? Didn't yeah. that come out before Happy yeah. Days? I don't know about before Happy Days. It came up before the first Rocky. I feel one. I know that. I don't know. Um, I kind of feel like maybe you, I, I kind of feel like he got Happy Days because he was in Lords of Flatbush. Come on, you telling me Henry Winkler comes to the fucking one of the conventions? You're not going to shake Henry Winkler's hand and get an autograph from him for fucking yeah, thirty I just bucks? Yeah, pay a hundred dollars to do it. That's nah, thirty bucks, Henry Winkler. Yeah, I guess. No, maybe. I, I'll pass on him. I'll no sell him. I walk right past him. Yeah. Oh, look, that's the Fonz. I would keep on walking. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, certain I people I don't know I just feel weird About giving somebody money Just to like Shake their hand It just feels weird like, well, well, well they're not really Doing much So that's how they, they Have to make their Little yeah, scratch right. Yeah I get that No I get it Bro I meant Fucking sweep the leg <laughs> Really? Hey John Sensei John Kreese From fucking Karate Kid The mean sensei Oh do you Well did you like the show that was on YouTube? Fucking loved it. Awesome, right? I loved it. It's like, yo, how many did you want to slap the fucking teeth out of fucking Daniel LaRusso's mouth? He's such a douchebag. Such a jerk off. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Yeah, it was like, it's like, holy shit, I'm rooting for Johnny now. Oh, you have to root for Johnny. Team Johnny. No, I rooted for Johnny as a little kid in the original one, too. I don't like the way fucking Daniel LaRusso walks on his toes. Dude. <laughs> you agree? How bad does that fucking bother you? That's what I laugh about that all the fucking time. I hate that. He just like walks on his tippy toes and like he has a load of shit in his pants. I hate it. I can't believe he just... I hate that, bro. The only thing that gives Ralph Macchio any kind of a pass with me is he was Johnny Cade in the Outsiders. And you don't see his tippy toes in it. The tippy toes are definitely a fucking... It bothers me. Why do you walk like that? He walks like other people. He's got the shitty walk. Yeah, like he has a load of shit in his pants. Yeah. For sure. He's, he's, like, he's trying... Oh, my God. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was good. I'm waiting for season two of that. Me too. So, like, this, this year, I think summer of this year. I think 2019. Summer 2019. What else are you nerding out about that's around right now? You got anything in particular that you're... Uh, Oh, in particular, did you watch the fucking Ted Bundy files? 
I started to. I fall asleep during a lot of stuff. Yeah, Ted Bundy was pretty interesting. I started watching that. It was well done. It's not really too much that I really didn't know because I know all about serial killer shit, yeah. and Manson, and all that shit. But um, I watched that. That was good. Um, how, about, how about that abducted in plain sight? Did you watch that, bro? <laughs> that was fucked up, right? Those fucking people, man. How the fuck? Do you, all right. As a parent, I have a little girl. How the fuck do you have this one guy come into your house with a prescription from a fucking shrink saying part of my fucking my my part of my medication is to be able to lay down with your daughter and you go Okay, but that was after he already abducted her once. Once, yeah. yeah. How do you let this guy take you down and then you let him back? Like I don't get it. The fucking two, those people, I don't understand. I said what the fuck more times during that. Oh my god, that bro. Show than I think watching anything ever. Else. And I fell out. <laughs> I was watching in bed. I think I fell out of the bed like six times. It's fucking. <laughs> I, it's. I can't. I fucking can't with those people. I mean, I don't want to spoil spoil anything if anybody didn't see it. But I mean, it's just you just can't, it's like it's like every like three minutes something else. It's like how up. fucking naive and stupid. Or like, I don't I don't get it. I can't wrap my head around the fucking stupidity and the uh, no. dog. Yeah, that was definitely something I saw. I'm waiting for that. Uh, what's that show? Mindhunter to come back? I can't wait for that to come back. I didn't. I, I see that on Netflix all the time. I haven't watched it. Oh, it's great, man. You Is it? Yeah, definitely. If you're into like serial killer shit, I'm um, a huge fan. It's all about it. Hey, see, I'm a huge fan of serial killers. He's a huge fan of serial killers. Why not? I am. Yeah, all leader shit, serial killer shit. Find it fascinating. It is fascinating. It's fucking fascinating. It makes you a little scared to send your kids out into the world, but <laughs> yeah, but but nowadays it's different. Like like it's like like people like look at me like oh they're into that mansion shit. What's wrong with you? It's not wrong with me. I find it fucking fascinating. There's so much within that entire fucking case and everyone involved. It's crazy. I think well we're out of the serial killer. Uh... We're out of the serial killer era now. We're in the mass shooter era, I guess, right? right? Yeah. Like, uh, there's too many people know too much. There's phones, there's cameras, there's, there's, there's a lot of different things. But yeah, it's more mass shootings. I firmly believe the world is getting crazier and crazier every day. Yeah. And, uh, and because of how much information is available to us at all fucking times, right. we're being bombarded by right. it. Yeah, I think it's driving everybody fucking out of their minds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Myself included. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's crazy. And you know what's it's crazy? It's like I try to. Yeah, I'm, I promote my shit and this and that, but that's the shit that I do. But it's like I look around and it's like everybody has so much fucking information, but then they'll just post and they'll fucking. It's like the most basic, shallow, like nonsense that gets yeah. posted and shit yeah I get it if you're into silly shit I get it but like the vast majority it's like how do you not know certain shit <laughs> I, I don't know I can't even really put my finger on it it's just I'm flooded with just it's, 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 you would think that people would be smarter yeah no, with no. all the information but they just go right to the fucking dumb shit Yep, and they and it's and it's almost like it's you, you're too consumed with the dumb silly shit to even all of a sudden you don't have the time to 
look into something before you post your opinions about what you think is right and wrong on the other thing. I think I look at almost exclusively the dumb shit nowadays because the real shit is just too heavy, man. Right. You and try, it's everywhere. You're trying to get through your day. You're trying to get through fucking life and you just... It's like, I don't need that if much information. No, I don't need that. I don't need that much... I, like, I think people have too much access to each other now. Oh, I do, I do too. And, uh, you know, it's like every fucking asshole yeah. on the, has a... The biggest problem with that is people who should not have a forum or a soapbox uh, to stand on are giving a forum and a soapbox to stand on. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, it's and then you dumb. see all the fucking retards following along, and then this and that, and the next thing you know, it's a complete and utter shit show. Yeah. yeah. And the whole fucking shit, is, it, it, everything's a shit show right now. It is a shit show. It's, it's, just, it's show. reality TV, bro. It's horrible. But then I look at it like... Because, you know, at the end of the day, when I put my fucking head down, all this shit doesn't fucking affect me. Is that a selfish way to look at it? Probably. But I'm not looking to save the fucking planet. Go kill yourself. Whatever. It doesn't fuck with my direct deposit. It doesn't fuck with the people I love and care about. It doesn't fuck with my daughter. Get out and fight amongst each other about people who don't care about you anyway. Yep. That's that's the way I How about it? it? That's how you want to spend your day and your time and your life and your energy? By arguing with people you don't know. About people that don't give a fuck about you, no matter what side you're on. Exactly. Politically speaking, I'm saying obviously, but right. it's like that's that's what you're gonna do because not one thing has ever changed anyone's opinion by your Facebook post. No, nope. sorry, but then you'll go back and forth, and and you only always just align with your team. Yep. So anyone else that's against your thing gets fucking deleted or blocked or whatever. So now you just have your own streamline of people that just only agree with you because no one could disagree with you. <laughs> you you understand? Yeah. Because yeah. then then you know you're fucked up and now I get offended because you disagree with me. It's fucking crazy. I just it, listen to fucking shit terror and kick your friend in the head for fun. <laughs> you, hit on the, you hit the nail on the head, man. People are at each other's throats. Because they've picked somebody like a hero on one side or the other that could give a fuck less about them. Yeah. That want people at each other's throats. Right. So you're not paying attention right. to what they're doing. No. They you got know, you hook, line, and sinker. It, they do. And it's it's really, it's it's something. I mean, it, listen, this isn't a new concept. I mean, it's not. There's a lot of people who are hip to that whole thing. And, of and, course. Uh, but, it, but there's a lot more people who aren't, which is shocking. It's shocking once again. It's like you could just Google certain shit and fact-based shit, and you'll be like, nah, but you'd rather post a meme about, it's just, uh, I can't, I can't, I get all fucking riled up, but then I think, why am I getting riled up? It's just, what the fuck? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, uh, people, let's go back to fucking WHT, you know okay. what I mean? You know, it's like, that's what we should, we, we should all reel it back to WHT and trying to look for a payphone that works to fucking call somebody. Yeah. You know? And it's also like these things that I think they make people a little bit nervous. It's like, and I'm guilty of it. Like if I text or call my daughter and she doesn't answer, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. But back in the day, you'd be out of your house all day and nobody, no one would care. As long as you were home. But and we all found each other too. Yep. It's like, remember, I would have to go call for you, but that's not if you, I would go and we used to call, I used to call for you and now it's knocking on your door. Is Jason home? Right. Oh no, Jason's not home. Mrs. Carter. Okay, cool. So now Jason must be at school. Yeah. Or Jason is that fucking yeah, yeah. okay? But we all found each other, yeah, and nobody was all fucking nervous about what happened to each other. No, now everyone's like this, this, this underlying paranoia about certain shit. It's and it's all of this fucking shit. It's from being bombarded by 
nonsense. Well, what sucks about these these phones too is is like if you have a type of job where people are trying to get in touch with you a lot, you need it. Well, 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 that's the problem is that they can get in touch with you now all the time because right. they know you're going to get an email, you can get a text, you can get yep. a phone call at any given time. I'm fucking tracking numbers. People don't have any boundaries. No. You know, like from work, I get calls, texts, emails on Sundays. Yeah. Like my days off a of Sunday, Monday. I get people calling me on those. Like, all right, Monday I understand because most of the rest of the world is going to work that day. Get it. So then I go, Sunday at like 8.30 at night, you're texting me to ask me a fucking question. I'm like, about work? fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, come on. Hey, that shit gets ignored. Yeah. It's, there's, there's no fucking manners. People don't have manners for sure. None. No None. courtesy. No, you know. None. Yeah, I don't know, man. We sound like a couple old fucking farts right now. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. You can call me whatever the fuck. I won't get offended if you call me an old curmudgeon. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no. That's how much I care about the next person's opinion. There's like five people. No. There's one, two. There's like three people on the planet that I really value their opinion yeah, about me. Right. That's it. And even now, I listen to it half an year. Like, yeah, it's like I, I pick and choose. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, but there's like good sides to it, too. Like stuff like podcasts. and There is. You know, there absolutely like, is. It was cool, you know, like when it, when the social media thing first started, you get in touch with people you haven't seen in a million years. Right. And it's like, oh, whatever happened to... The majority of them are like, oh, I wish they'd go away again. Right. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's what happened. All right, good. I don't need to know anything else. Right. Um, but, you know, for music, for music like that's, you know, for, for um, to discover new bands or if you're in a band to make connections and yeah. make, you know, it makes it a lot cool, easier. Man. You can romanticize the whole, you know, making phone calls and hoping you show up somewhere and there's going to be a show and all this stuff. Reading which maps. Was, which was pretty awesome. Reading a legitimate map but, in a car. You know, it's definitely um, it definitely makes the brings the you know the people there may be people that you want to be in touch with that are across the world that right. you can be in touch with because it is stupid phone and right. Facebook and stuff so it definitely has its 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 merits but right. that's why I pick and choose right like I don't go back and forth with people about shit I don't post political shit very 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 rarely and it's just whatever. Yeah, every once in a while they get me, man. I'll see something, I'm like, motherfucker, and I'll... I'll do that too, and I'll be like, nope, and I fucking put my phone down. I was like, I want to fucking go nuts right now, and I I can't. Because all it does, it just starts the snowball effect. And then then my phone is ding, 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 and I'm getting over, and it's like, all right, I'm over this fucking argument. You know what I hate worse than, like, if I share something that's, you know, maybe I'll share something without fully understanding, or maybe it's not true. I, mean, I fucking hate the people. Who, they get all the experts. Who are right there to tell you, oh, that's not true. You didn't read the thing. And blah, blah, blah. Everyone's like, an expert. It's like, dude, everyone's an expert about everything now. I pretty much forgot about that post 45 seconds after I did it. Absolutely. And I was thinking about the next thing, and I'll go back, and there's like... 800 responses of people fighting with each other yeah. and then it's like I'm, and then I'm like oh look at this I created a little piece of entertainment and yeah myself and I'll yeah. read everything and, but yeah, yeah the, that's annoying the, the people who like gotcha the people love to get you they uh, love it they always want to be right and yep. they're fucking wrong anyway either that or it's their only their opinion it's like yo man it's just a tangled web there's a lot of shit that goes along with fucking everything 
And nobody knows what the frig is really going on anyway. No. So, they I, I definitely don't. But no. I do know that there's something else going on none of us know about. Oh, absolutely. That's I'm fucking sure about that. Absolutely, man. There's so much shit like this fucking idiot who did the fucking fake fucking hate crime guy and all that uh, shit. Yeah, that's great. You, it's, it's, it's gold. It's fucking purely entertainment. But now it's like, all right, everyone is so consumed with that. I mean, when this airs... People probably forgot about that because this is going to air in like two weeks or something like that. Two, three weeks. What, the the show he's on or? No, the, no, the fucking the incident. This fucking idiot with the, who writes checks to Nigerians to fake a fucking hate crime. What do you mean? They're going to show it on TV? No, I'm saying, no, this is going to air. Oh, this is going to, oh, okay. this is going to, see, you forgot the mic was on. Yeah. See, this is going to air in like two to three weeks, so people probably completely forgot about Wait, what we were talking about. Are you recording this? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, everything is being recorded. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything from fucking from Daniel LaRusso's tippy toes to Perfect. fucking everything oh man <laughs> you didn't get the fuck that I cut in the bathroom right before no I didn't alright thank you no. thank god that would've been fine but, uh, you know what I love about stuff like that with that guy from is just the fucking hilarious memes and shit that come afterwards there's some just, funny shit there's so much entertainment involved with but like what are they doing like what, are the, what is the upper echelon of government doing right now knowing that all the fucking people consumed with this nonsense you know what the guy did was something fucked up when you really think about it because yeah it's a jerk off move what a dickhead you know doing stuff like that only serves to further fucking foot wedges between people absolutely if he did it uh, because of um, you know because uh, he he needed some press or like I don't know what his motive there's a lot of conspiracies on why this and that but it's like why are you bro you wrote a check you this fucking guy wrote a check out yeah. And handed it to two people. Like, that's not street shit. No, it's... You don't write a check for some illegal shit. Yeah, I'm not imagining someone named Jussie Smollett is, you know, walking the mean streets. So... <laughs> no! I'm <laughs> anywhere! I'm anywhere! <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, so man? stupid, man. Yeah, it's just, just ignorant. And, and everyone's, everyone's going crazy over it, and... It's some of it's fucking hysterical. Well, what's 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 funny to me is that people are like so serious about it. Oh my god, that's yeah. far, that's hilarious. I, I it's, it's purely entertainment to me. It, you know, it's it's you know, yeah. You can get like I said, you could you could look at it like you know, this asshole did something that's you know, going to further put a wedge between people. And, right. You know, if, if it didn't come out that you know, it, you know, it wasn't a big fake thing. It's just another thing to you know, get people fired up and hating on each other. And and but you can't get away with anything anymore. No. So. No, I mean, I, that's what's funny is when people try to do things like, uh, what's the thing today? What happened? Um, uh, the guy from the the Patriots, he got caught with. Uh, some, yeah, I saw, uh, I saw that briefly before ring. I left. Yeah, the, the owner of the Patriots, something with a prostitution ring. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, so I mean, you, you, there's not you can't hide, man. You can't no. get away with shit. You can't. No. You know. So whatever. It, it's uh, it's. Maybe that's forcing people to be a little more honest, which isn't a terrible thing. You know I guess. I mean, not everybody, but, you know. Uh, a little- George Carlin always said he's my favorite comedian, my fucking yep. greatest. And he, and he said, I'll probably butcher it, he said something to the effect of, you know, when you're born, you're given a ticket to the freak show. Right. But if you're born in America, you got a front row seat. Right. <laughs> you know, 
and it's just a circus. I kick back and I have my arms crossed and I just watch the shit show. Yeah. And I laugh or I roll my eyes and I keep it moving about my day. Like, have had it, people. Go nuts because all you're doing is it's just entertainment for me. I would love to say I, I always have that, uh, that I take that approach to things like, but just people just get on my fucking nerves. Absolutely. I'm like, Especially when I'm driving, like driving is the worst. Oh, it's the worst. Bro. There's like you know, it's like you don't, it, it, you, you know, people just annoy. Well, George Collin again had that uh, had that thing about. Oh, look at that! Holy shit, Ian! Oh, Ian did that. Ian yeah, did. of course he did. Yeah, that's awesome. Ian did my whole arm. Ian did a whole bunch. You of can't shit see on. this, but he has a banging uh, George Collin tattoo on his arm that yeah. our friend Ian did. Yes, I Ian Schaefer, episode eighty. People, you probably listened to it. <laughs> Nah, I want to be Ian when I grow up. Ian's a good dude. Yeah, Ian's a fucking good dude, man. He's. I went through a lot with that fucking guy. We saw Jurassic Park on acid. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, we were. We went out. I played a show, <laughs> and then we went to the limelight. And we were up the whole night before. Uh, we had devised some plan that we were going we were gonna make Shogun Warrior uh, outfits in his garage, and then uh, <laughs> like so you know, remember those remember those big robots, the Shogun Warriors? Yeah, the they were like five feet tall. And uh, but then we ended up uh, going to see Jurassic Park, like the first show of the day, and uh, on acid. Yeah. <laughs> You and Ian, <laughs> yeah, that was, that's fucking awesome. That was, that, I can only imagine it was kind of quite a sight. Yeah, but uh, yeah, ah, the old days, the yeah. good old days. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long, uh, it's been a long, long time since uh, since you could get wild like that. Oh yeah, I don't even think I have it in me to do that. Me neither. Anymore. How would how would you react if you fucking took a fucking hit of acid right now? I, you know what? Oddly enough, I have some friends of mine that are like in their mid to late forties, and they've recently like tripped out and stuff like that. I'm like, there's so much running through my head as it is. Oh my god! I can only imagine adding that that into it. I, I would go nuts. I think, yeah, me too. Only, uh, only for the pure fact. That I have a child now. Oh yeah, definitely. my daughter would pop in my head, and I'm on acid. That would send me down a fucking spiral. It would be fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'd never be able to do it. You don't want to. You don't want to. I think it's responsibility and stuff. That, yeah. You know, like when you're younger and you do that stuff, you don't no know responsibility. You have no responsibility. There's nothing like in the back of your mind that's gonna that it's gonna attack and turn on you. Right. I, I, I'm pretty sure like now if I... Even then when I had no responsibilities there was a couple of times where shit turned around and attacked me. <laughs> exactly. In my head. Exactly. So now 43 the last time I took acid was like 1995. Yeah. It's, 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 it's over. I think that's what it was. Whenever Jurassic Park was it that was the last time. Yeah. It's over. Yeah it is over. I don't know. But, but some people are doing it man. So some people floated ideas now that uh like if you take mushrooms, yeah, coming off a of depression, yeah, you'll like reset something. Yeah, there's like microdosing mushrooms and shit is a yeah. thing now. I hear Rogan talking about it a lot. Joe oh Rogan, yeah, Joe right. Rogan. I don't know if you listen to his show, but it's I don't. But you know, I, I don't. Depending on who he has on, he's fucking great. I love Joe Rogan. Yeah, I used to. I was listening to podcasts pretty steady for a while, but I haven't. I just haven't. Uh, I'm so behind and there's so many like you there don't is. know what to you know there is I listen to like anywhere between like six and eight of them constantly yeah my cousin will send my cousin Duke will send me uh, 
you know, links to things once in a while that I'll listen, you know, and I'll, I'll listen to a little segment and, yeah. you know, the problem is my brain is just like going you. 50 different directions. It's I like, get it. It's like, you know. See, I have the luxury of like my job, I work nights, so there's only one other person in the entire building while I work and right. I don't even see them. Right. So I work alone. So I put one earbud in and I leave one out in case someone rings the bell or whatever. We work for Board of Education? Or yeah. We? I work so, in elementary school. And then you right. guys work during the summer too? You don't get off for the summer? That's when I take all my vacation. Oh, I got you. Okay. I mean, we do work, but that's yeah. when I save up all my vacation, get the fuck out of there as much as I can. Gotcha. So I listen to podcasts all the time while I'm at work. Yeah. So, I yeah. Get, yeah. I get, if I get too distracted at work, I can't, like, I get easily distracted. I hear you. I, uh, you know, I even find it hard to watch, like, an entire movie lately, and I don't know if it's just... It's got to catch my interest. Yeah. Like, yeah. TV sh- like TV shows I can watch, because it's weird. I'll fall asleep during a two-hour movie, right. but I could binge watch like eight episodes of a TV show. I don't right. know why. It's just because it's hitting you in small, small doses, small doses. I don't know. And I could like play my video, my Xbox. I could play for hours on end. Right. But I don't know for some reason. Every time I go to the theater, I'm out like a light. Yeah, that, I'm that, I find that too. Like, like my daughter will want. Oh, Dad, let's go see Mama. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Like, oh, that something seems like a cool movie. All right. Cute. Whatever. 15 minutes in I'm fucking drunk he's elbowing me dad wake up I'm like oh shit yeah my son used to always do that because I would start snoring in the movie theater nice dad, dad. yeah you're that guy <laughs> that's yeah. awesome fuck it dad what are you gonna do you gotta listen you gotta get your sleep where you can it's right like, uh, listen I've slept in some fucking places boy listen, yeah. the movie theater ain't too bad yeah no it's comfy it is in some places the, the uh <laughs> yeah that's 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 the uh that's it man it's like I think I think a lot of people our age, like, uh, ooh, you said you're 43? 43. Dude, I think I predate that whole ADD thing. Do you predate yeah. ADD? Right. Yeah, right? I think a lot of us when we were kids would have. I think kids. a lot of that, too, is a little bit fucking over-exaggerated, too. Yeah. Because, listen, you're a four-year-old little boy who's running around. Going crazy. You're a four-year-old boy running around. I exactly. was four. I'm going nuts. I didn't have ADD. I had fucking energy. I didn't know what to do with. Exactly. So it's and a once little... Sli- and once, you know, once they start putting those labels on people, that you know, it, it follows them. Right. You know what I mean? It yeah. follows. Yeah. I'm sure it exists. It does. Absolutely. I'm not denying that. But I think it's... I think the numbers are inflated. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just as simple as you... I can't pay attention. I yeah. Can't, you know what I mean? Maybe you bore me. Easily distracted. You know right. What I mean? Yeah, you know, so, there's a, but now there's like a, now there's like a, uh, there's a label for everything, like every oh, kind everything. of thing, you know, yeah. everybody's allergic to everything, and and it's, uh, you know, I mean, I, obviously it's not a new concept, but it's like every time you turn around, you, there's a new allergy, there's a new, oh, yeah. there's a new ailment, there's a new, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a new, it's a new specialty. Oh, yeah, it's a specialty. <laughs> nice. So... Cool, man. So what else? You want to end on a fucking... How long are we going? I don't know. Hour and a half. 17 hours. Holy shit. An hour and 31 minutes. I'm late for work. Nice. <laughs> cool beans. You want to... Uh, anything else you want to fucking close on? You, you want to fucking add a song? Like one of your favorite fucking Sheen Terror songs or something? I asked Paulie at the end. Well, everyone already heard it, by the, but you know, at this point. So, yeah, you want to close on a song? He's like, ah, what song? I'm like, I don't know. Well, you have an extensive library. It's not even a shit terror song. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know that I would pick a shit terror song either. Okay. I'll tell you, my favorite current song is this uh, this kid, Tyler Cassidy. You familiar with that kid? No. 
He used to be like a. I'm, I mean, I know I'm late. To, I think I'm late to the party because he was a. Uh, well, like I don't a, know him, so I don't he, know. He's like I, an internet rapper. Uh, I don't know if I could put his song on there without permission. I don't want to hear nothing. Oh, uh, right, right, right. So I would need well, your permission. On, it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, that, anyway, anything from that kid has been making me laugh like a motherfucker, you know. Uh, yeah, he's really talented. Actually, Vinny turned me on to that kid. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Vinny Paz. Shout out to Vinny Paz, and the, and the whole crew over there in Philly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Shit, terror song that I give you. Um, What's like your favorite shit terror song to play? Burning time. It's one of my fucking favorites. It's my favorite song to play. Is it? Yeah. So you want to close it with Burning Time? Close it with Burning Time. It's, it's actually the first Shia Terra song I ever heard. So I was hooked from from the the music, the lyrics. That was what got me so into Shia Terra when I was a kid. The fucking lyrics. Because I wasn't feeling very positive. I wasn't feeling very, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't me. And then I heard those lyrics and... and uh, you know, I was like, this motherfucker's miserable like me, too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I guess it's maybe, you know, I don't know. Was it some subconscious thing because he's from Staten Island? And, you you know, I didn't know he was from Staten Island. But, you know, you, there's a vibe, I guess, that you sure. brought out. And, and it fucking spoke to you at that time. Or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going to play something good, like play Burning Time. Because that's, right. that's uh, it's my favorite song to play and probably my favorite shit terror song. Very good. It's up there for me. I, I I would have to really sit and think about what my favorite Shia Terra song is, but that's definitely top five, if not top three. Yeah, playing yeah. it at, when we when we play that song, it's like uh, it, it's just it's my favorite, man. And I think a lot of people like when we play it, they're like, yeah, that's the, one of the times everybody. Roses is up there for me too. Yeah, I fucking love that song. Well, that whole first record, like that was. Yeah. That record was just uh, like Bible, you know what I mean? Like, of course. So, it's nice to be able to mock out on a band that you, you get to play in now because yeah, dude. it's like, um, you know, I still get to listen to that old stuff because I wasn't on it, so I don't, I don't feel like a dick listening to it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, I get it. But uh, I appreciate you having me on this thing, man. Nah, man, well, we, we were talking for a while, you know, but you're busy, and, and my schedule, I just happened to be off today. Yeah, no, this worked out good, and it worked out good. My know. daughter's one exit away from here. That's why yeah. I was just texting back. She's like, when are you going to be here? I said, I'll be there in a little bit. I'm just finishing up the podcast, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, just wondering. Yeah. Yeah, well, you so, better go get that kid then. Yeah, I'm going to go get her. And that's sure. the most important thing. Mine's in Arizona. So. I'll, go, I'll go drag her back to Brooklyn for the weekend. Nice, nice. That's, it. that's good. She gets a little taste of both. Yeah. You know, she gets like weekend. a nice suburban kind of New Jersey yeah. thing going on, and then she gets to get the flavor in Brooklyn. That's it. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I like seeing the pictures that you post. You know, yeah, that's, that's one of the good things about Weezy. You know, those are the good things about social media. friends and like having a nice, you know, the nice aspects of their life. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure to like... A twenty-year-old kid. This is like, who gives a fuck about that shit? Right. You know I mean? But if you're a parent, you fucking get yeah, right. And exactly. That. Well, I appreciate you having me on here, man. Jason, no problem. Like I said, I wanted to get you on for a long time, and I'm glad we made it happen. And, and there it is, episode fucking ninety-two. 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 Good shit, man. All right, we're over here now. We're over here now.